day, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Bill Michael Show. No Bill today. To the rest of the network joining us, welcome. I am Ben Kenny. He is my associate, Mr. Grant Bills, as well. We're in for Bill, taking you up to 2 o'clock, sending you into the weekend. Packers-Cowboys coming up on Sunday. Cowboys, four-and-a-half-point favorites. The line is moving a bit. Matt Mitchell, who we just had on, you could find the podcast of it afterwards if you're so inclined, said a a lot of the Sharps are maybe in on the Packers because it's a big number. They're at home. You don't see Rodgers, an underdog like this. I don't know. I don't feel great about this game. Grant does not either. It is a a prediction Friday. Both of us are in the the Cowboys double-digit win camp. 877-1670 for you to chime in there. I kind of, I let it off. We are going to talk about Jordan Love in a second because there was an ESPN article that uh, mentioned a prediction for the rest of the year. Tell you what that is in about five minutes. When I think about this game though, Grant, I just, I'm frightened. Aaron Rodgers will try to play hero ball and beat Mike McCarthy. And I put that into his hip pocket, even if the Packers, you know, still continue to be bad and miss the playoffs. And that just is not the recipe for them to win this game. So I am frightened about this contest. And maybe maybe I just maybe it's cold. And maybe I'm a negative guy today. But I feel terrible. Mm. I I really do. Well, why would anyone feel good? Like a couple of weeks ago, could have talked ourselves into the buck, you know, the Bills. Oh, everybody's counting us out. The chance to get embarrassed, as Rogers says. Sunday night football. This is where they're gonna shock the world, right? Any given Sunday. All right, you talk yourself into that. I talked myself into them just smacking the Lions around last week. I don't know how you can talk yourself into this. How could you feel great? Ben, don't apologize for feeling bad. Don't apologize for feeling poor about this game. Why would anyone feel good about this game? Well, if Twitter programs sports radio, then uh, there would be no negativity allowed. You know? Not in, not Where, in Packers fandom. Well, everybody, people come onto this show and uh, talk about this show from the start of the year. And Bill, rightfully so, was pointing out some of the glaring warts on this team, even when they were three and one. And they say, oh, yeah, you're too negative. This team will be good. They'll figure it out. Don't worry. Yet he was right about pretty much all of it because it clearly has gone in a wrong direction. Um, Yeah. And just matchup wise, Grant, it's just like where the Cowboys strong. Oh, pass rush secondary. They're not going to let the Packer receivers get down the field. They are able to run the football and control the game that way. That really touched yet is the Packers defense versus Dak Prescott. But when you go through, you know, which team has the advantage where, and you could chime in if if I'm wrong on any of these offensive line at this point, you'd say the Cowboys given the revolving door, the Packers have faced defensive line. You would also say the Cowboys linebackers, secondary Dallas running back is the one where I would say green Bay. If they actually give them the football wide receiver, Cowboys tight end, probably a push, you know, Tanyan and Schultz are, are similar or Jake Ferguson, uh, Jake Ferguson revenge game is what oh. we could be seeing special teams, oh. Cowboys. And finally, and this might be where pre which team is the better quarterback entering this game coming oh, on no. Sunday. We say it's Dallas. Well, Dak is executing playing his role on the team, right? Because again, the Cowboys have become the team this year that we wanted the Packers to become, right? We just wanted our defense to ball out, Packers to run the ball, Rodgers make plays here and there, step it up and score a lot of points when necessary. 
but just kind of read the teleprompter most of the time and allow the game script to flow and allow things to just work itself out. Just put the balls on the green, as you said, Mr. Kenny. Dak is doing a really good job of that. Rodgers is not. I don't know if it's about talent or if it's about, you know, who's won more awards or anything like that. Dak is doing his job. He's clocking in every day, his nine to five, and accomplishing his job and his tasks better than Rodgers is. Right. And I mean, when they designed the team for this season, Gudikins and the Packers, that is, all they needed Rodgers to do was operate like Dak Prescott's operating. And he has better players on the outside, no doubt. But when we talk about in the system, when they run the ball, don't turn it over, all that stuff. And to be honest, like Rodgers found a groove there. Like after Washington, I, I don't know. He, he was playing pretty well, and we saw flashes. But then it all comes to a head in the Detroit game where if, if Rodgers could have been playing like Dak Prescott and LaFleur and company and whoever designed, if they could run the ball more and actually play to their strengths, then Rodgers is by far the better quarterback. But who's playing better right now? Like who has been a, a better, who's been a bigger bonus to their teams? Even though Cooper Rush went whatever he went when Dak was gone, he didn't do anything. Right, like he threw three passes a quarter, and then they just ran. He didn't and make mistakes. Exactly. For the most part. He did what was needed. Dak brings a little more, but I, I mean, right now, who who would you rather have? Understand? I, it feels crazy to say, but I that's where I stand. And I don't know. Part of it might be the fact that the Lions game just happened and it's fresh. Where if he had played well in that game, I maybe we feel differently. But I. I go into that as to say, I mean, running back might be the one place the Packers have the advantage. And it's kind of a disaster when a, a marginal advantage at best, maybe I don't think they do. Well, the same type of uh, game planning and aptitude that the Packers would show by not giving Jones the ball. That would be the exact same ineptitude. Mr. Mike and, and company there would show if they give the ball to Zeke. Okay. I love Aaron Jones. I, and absolutely, he's tremendous. He might be the Packers' best player. He's physical. He's so balanced when he runs. Like, this might be as good as he's looked at any point in his Packers' career. I'm sorry. I don't want to be this guy. I know this guy. I know we say A.J. Dillon is really good and one of the best weapons, maybe the second or third best. Ones. What have we seen this year that would back that up? Anything? No. Well. That's what I'm saying. And there was one play that kind of went viral on Twitter from the Lions game where he was wide open as a check down and sure Rodgers didn't throw okay. him the ball. I mean, John Kuhn and Brandon Jackson used to be wide open for check downs all the time too. Like I, I get it. AJ Dillon is a fine running back. I'm just, we came into this year saying he's, he's going to be one of your best weapons and you can do all these different things. Man, he has not blown me away once this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. And I guess Aaron Jones, Injury and being banged up like last game where they kind of held him out. And yeah, that has not helped at all. Um, but I, I completely agree. And it kind of just looks like the offense has been trying to run uphill for a lot of the time yes. anyway. Yes. And Dylan's part of that, but by no means is that the, uh, is that what we saw last playoffs or towards the end of last season when he really got going and he was a weapon. Um, I, I think it's a true, he, he looks the best when everyone else is also playing well situation with him eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy predictions for sunday uh nor, nor feel good about this contest mike mccarthy's return to lambo all that stuff we, we could take your call predictions for that i also want to want to throw iowa wisconsin in here before to jordan love grant um 
Wisconsin should win this game, but the spread is next to even. The total is tiny. You're going to Kinnick. I, I think this is one of the bigger coin flip games you'll ever find. So I, I can't give an official prediction on it. Well, I was listening to Kenny and Heilprin last night. Fantastic program. You and Zach were killing it in Sun Prairie at Monks. Zach made the uh, made, excuse me, this game seem very simple. Like it came down to turnovers and that's it. Is that an oversimplification or is that as much as we need to know about this game? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, that's it. Well, at least we know the circumstances tomorrow. <laughs> Not a complicated game we're all setting ourselves up for. Well, it's funny because maybe you could talk about the Packers-Cowboys game in this in this lens as well. Every time a certain unit is on a field in Wisconsin-Iowa, you know exactly who has the advantage. When Iowa's offense is on the field against Wisconsin's defense, they should not be able to drive the field. I, I mentioned the golf course angle of can the course ask direct questions from the player? That's what the best courses do. You have to drive the whole field. You have to uh, be able to hit different shots what Iowa's offense will be faced with if they have to drive the whole field. You can say the same about Wisconsin's Cowboys are uh, when the Cowboys defense is on the field. It's kind of a matchup where you're talking about a top of the line defense and a struggling offense where I guess the thing that can also keep the Packers in the game is along those lines too. What if we get a uncharacteristic four to a three to nothing turnover differential and then boom, there's your game. But uh, I guess we have to preface this all by it's the NFL and crazy things are possible and turnovers yeah. often decide games, but yeah, uh, turnovers will decide Wisconsin, Iowa, no doubt. Eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, six. You want to, you want to chime in on that? Do it. Uh, predictions for the weekend. Grant, we have a Twitter question. I've decided okay. to run with this at Ben Z. Kenny, which team has the quarterback advantage on Sunday, the Packers or the Dallas Cowboys? Um, you and, use the word provocative a lot. It's one of my favorite things about you. <laughs> this is a classic Ben Kenny provocative masterpiece right here. That's what that's what sports radio is about. You know, um, I side with Dallas when it comes to Sunday. With an asterisk, so the quarterback has more help. I accept that, but I guess I, I'd rather have that offense with that quarterback running. Um, Dak so, Prescott, as they say, under assignment better than Rodgers, right? And I look, the 49ers have shown us for years, you don't need the, you need the quarterback that plays his role, reads the teleprompter and understands his role in his assignment. Jimmy G has done that. Jimmy G's not any good, right? But he keeps beating Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. 877-867-1670. The days of the game manager quarterback, they feel like they're over, right? When you see Mahomes and Josh Allen and Rodgers for the last two years and Brady and all them play, you feel like a Jimmy G can't go win it. But then you see how the league adapts to those to those players. Like Josh Allen against the Jets, yeah, he got hurt at the end, but he looked terrible because they're, they're trying to take away all the explosive plays and they force them to take bit by bit. You feel like a game manager could have more success under those circumstances. Or when you put Debo and Christian McCaffrey and... Brandon Ayuk and uh, real weapons around a quarterback, which I guess is kind of a foreign concept. Uh, I'm trying to think of a golf analogy. Maybe <laughs> golfing isn't the right way to go. I'm certainly not the person to think of the golf analogy, but the, the balance that needs to be found on every team in the league is running scripted plays, executing offense, going with the ball where it's supposed to time. And then 
the one out of every 10 times when you need to be brilliant, you be brilliant. The problem is quarterbacks, they go off script too much, like Mahomes and Allen. That's when they get in trouble. Rodgers, if there's a quarterback who's capable of making outside of the pocket plays, brilliant plays, and yet only taps into that when absolutely necessary, they, I mean, they'd run the league. They'd bring the, the league to heel, but no one can do it. None of these quarterbacks can help themselves. And I don't know the analogy to use for that. You know what I mean? I do. I do. I, I think when, when you find the best offenses in football too, like you could go to or Philly. Also, what do they do? They are, they are perfect at having something schemed around the quarterback strengths where I, if you watch uh-huh. the chiefs play, if you watch the Eagles play guys run open, that doesn't happen in green Bay anymore. And part of that is the personnel, but also it's their scheme to go win on islands, but they can't win on islands. And then that kind of is a detriment to the quarterback as well. And it makes life harder. No doubt. Eight, seven, I think that's why go ahead. Sorry. No, go. I was just going to say really quickly. That's what Mike Holmgren was great about in the nineties. And that's what Andy Reid is great at. And I think we've talked about this. They create an offense that's scripted and it's set up in a way to help the quarterback. But when the quarterback executes the offense, it feels like they're doing it all. Like Mahomes seems to be going off script a lot, but I think that's the way he ends it up. Like he likes to create this environment to allow Mahomes to do his thing. It's intentional, but Mahomes walks away from the play thinking I was able to find this and do that. And I think that's that. So few coaches and quarterbacks are able to strike Reed and, and Holmgren are two great examples. Yep. No doubt. Eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 1670. If you want to chime in, do it. Predictions for the weekend thoughts on where the advantages might lie for the Packers. Do they have one at quarterback? You can take your phone calls when we return. Um, I, I wanted to get this out there as well, Grant. And we will talk about it throughout the day today. An article on ESPN came out earlier today, and it was a bunch of writers and analysts predicting things, uh, predicting the rest of the NFL season. And one of these articles, I obviously recently had said and confirmed former reports that wide receivers, young wide receivers were not happy with maybe being scapegoated for early struggles. We went through that earlier this week. This one, Dan Graziano, senior NFL reporter, gives his prediction for the rest of the year. Quote, Jordan Love will start at least two games for the Packers. He goes on to say, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to like it, but I'm thinking the three and six Packers, once mathematically eliminated, need to force themselves to not care. Per ESPN's FPI, Green Bay is in 8% of the playoffs right now. They don't know whether Rodgers will be back next season, and it is unlikely they can, uh, to tell them his intentions. And they don't know yet what they have in Love. They're 24. Love only has one start since getting drafted. Um, I think that number might be two the end of last season, or maybe he took over for Rodgers after a series. I forget. Uh, only 71 career throws. Grant Bills, I ask you, and then we will open up the phone lines going forward. Over under two games started by Jordan Love this season, where we stand today, mm-hmm. which would you take? And a push is not an option. Uh, well, you got to set it at a half. I think two games is a very realistic number, but I, I think he would start three more likely than he would start one. Two and a because, half. Because, oh, okay, then I would take under two and a half and I'd, I'd set it at two. I think it's going to be more than one, though, because I think when this team is mathematically eliminated, they'll find a way with Rodgers to, like, shut him down with his thumb or something. It's oh, going to be better. hard, though, Ben. It's so easy in theory to say, well, they got to get a look at love. See what the feet. But, man, they gave Rodgers 
50 million bucks. That really changed the power dynamic of what the Packers can and can't do. It's not as, it's not as simple as just saying, Hey Rogers, we want to get a look at love. It's not going to be that easy. I know in theory it is. I still think they find a way to get love. Some time is going, but it's going to be a bumpy ride. I would argue that after like after this is after they're eliminated. I don't want to champion any love angle of putting him in before they are eliminated because undoubtedly they have a better chance at reaching a ceiling, which kind of seems impossible now, but Aaron Rodgers is there until they are eliminated this season. But I don't think you can go into the future without knowing exactly what you have in love. And yes, we saw him last year, but that was a, that was a year ago. That start against Kansas City, number one, on the road. Number two, that was a long time ago in his yep. in his quarterback life, in his development. And I, I don't know. He showed fine signs in the preseason. I think you have to know because it's a big financial question you're going to have to answer. The worst case scenario here, Grant, yeah. is not that um, Jordan Love starts and is bad here in Green Bay, okay. in my opinion. The worst case scenario the Packers could find themselves in is if Jordan Love goes somewhere else and becomes great. Well, yeah. Yeah. So how how can you make that decision on whether to keep him around and whether to actually move forward without actually knowing what you have in him? So because I think they will be eliminated eventually, you got to let him play the last two, three games. And I, I also, something we should probably talk about, what's the expectation Packers? Like, how much should they know about love? Like, should they be 50%, 60% sure? He's been there three years. I know he hasn't played in games, but they got to have a pretty good idea, even without playing him this year, whether he's the guy or not, right? Like, they should have a pretty good idea. Yep. Um, okay. I want to touch on that when we come back. Let's do it. I have injury updates for a significant Cowboy player. I have an injury update for a very significant Packers player that I not will good. pass along. When we return, 877-867-1670 will take your calls as well. Who is the quarterback advantage on Sunday when the Packers and Cowboys take the field? Predictions for the game um, and come late in the season if they're eliminated, are they better start love and figure out what he is camp. A lot more to come. That's Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. It is the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin Sports Blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, we're back. Grant Bills, Ben Kenny, in for Bill Michaels today. 877 867 1670. Get to the phones here in a second. Grant, I have injury updates. For both teams, uh, significant players in different ways. Number one, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said on 105.3 The Fan earlier today, he expects Ezekiel Elliott to play at Green Bay. Quote, uh, I do. Are, are, are you good at a Jerry Jones voice quick? I I, I do. Everything I've seen, I've, I've watched him yesterday. I think he's on go, is what Jerry said. I, uh, I watched him yesterday. <laughs> And uh, I, I think he's on go. He, I do believe he'll play. I I do. Uh, so uh, good news for the Packers there. Because every time he touches the ball, Zach and I talked about this yesterday, Grant. Every yeah. every time he touches the ball, that's a win for Greenback. 
Yeah. To me, at least. I just think <laughs> I'm so negative about this game. I think it won't matter. Pollard or Zeke are both going to run at five yards a pop. Like even last week, every time a Lions player got the ball, it's like nobody around him. Five, six yards down the front comes close. Zeke hasn't, I don't think Zeke has run for five yards of pop since COVID. Zeke just looks so much. He looks like a tight end. Pollard looks like physical running back. Zeke just looks yeah. puffy. Which is my point. I, I test. If they give it to Pollard 25 times, that's scary. If they keep giving it to Zeke 20 times, advantage Packers. However, uh, another update, which is not a good one. Matt LaFleur said it is, quote, highly unlikely that Devondre Campbell plays against the Cowboys. So you're talking about a Packers defense that's down Rashawn Gary. They're now probably down Devondre Campbell. Uh, Stokes as well. Not not looking good, I guess is safe to say. Run defense-wise no. or just defensive front-wise. You hope the pressure can come from somewhere. And I guess this is Quay Walker's game to be the best player we've ever seen. Dude, you watch Georgia. You watch a lot of college football. Can't you sell me on Quay Walker being a playmaker in multiple spots on the field? Like, come on. Sing to me, Ben Kenny. Oh, Make me feel good about this. It's more than possible. After, I I think there's a, a period where he grows accustomed. The splash play is there. We see Quay Walker make a huge plays throughout the last. But the consistency, I don't think, is there yet. And that's what's so important. Uh, plus, at Georgia, he was next to... Uh, 10 other first round picks, which would then it's easier which, to play free in, like, in this. Hey, pe- to be fair, he's basically around eight or nine first round <laughs> picks on the Packers defense. Let's not forget how many first round. Picks. Jonathan Abram. Yeah. Another For, one. Former first round pick. The rich get richer. <laughs> this Packers defense. Eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 1670. We're going to get to the phone calls here in one minute. Grant, you asked entering break, how much should the Packers know about love? Yeah. I think you can know up to 80 to 85% of what a guy is in practice. Awesome. Or I I guess you can know if he is the guy, I think, in practice. But I there has to be some void there, a 10, 15% range that you cannot learn until he is out there against a different team. But, and I'm glad you gave me a percentage, because that's kind of what I was... That's what I'm seeking. Like, what percent can we know without seeing him play in very many games? If you think he's 80% your guy, like the game has to go really poorly at the end of this year with Jordan Love to back off of that stance, right? Like, I I know everyone's saying, you got to know what you have in Love. I feel like they got a pretty good idea. They got a pretty good idea. Yeah, at least close to one. And we've heard Devontae Campbell sing his praises, but I, I do think there's something to be said about regular season football. Not the preseason, yeah. playing against a different defense on the fly, making those sure. quick decisions that I don't think you can know. 877-867-1670. That's how you chime in. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Skip. What's going on, Skip? How are you? Hey, nothing much. Hey, good morning. I just want to chime in about McCarthy, uh, yeah. you know, the, the reception and all that stuff. Hey, he gave us a lot of beautiful years. You know, uh, you know, division championships. Uh, we went to the NFC championship, you know, uh, four or five times under him. And we won a Super Bowl, the ultimate 
the ultimate. We probably should have won two or three Super Bowls, but hey, I would just uh, you know expect and ask the Packer fans to show nothing but love for him because you know his tenure here in Green Bay was great. It didn't end this in the sex way, but I, it just said something that hey, and, and it, he gave us some moments that uh, obviously we'll never forget. So uh, the Packers are too banged up right now, but I do expect it to be a very close game Sunday because Dallas does not play that well when they come to Green Bay, or at least it seems like it. Having said that, they'll probably play great, but I think it'll be a very close game despite all the injuries we have. So, All right. No, I like the positivity. I, I appreciate right. it, Skip. I, when it comes to McCarthy, 100%, I hope he gets cheered. Like, that's not a guy that, like, Bielema that just left at the altar to go to another job. Like, he got fired, and that was years ago. And both are in good positions since. It, it was an amicable divorce, if that's possible. Yeah. yeah. So I love a divorce analogy. He better get cheered. Yeah. My fear is that Mike McCarthy comes out to thunderous applause to start the game. The Cowboys go up 28-3 to at halftime, and then Lafleur and Rodgers get booed into the tunnel. Like, what a bizarre world we live in. Yeah. Yeah. I, your, your comment early, I think was perfect. This Cowboys team is what we expected the Packers to be. Yeah. And there is a definite sense of jealousy to see a roving linebacker that I thought Quay Walker would be early being Micah Parsons. Right. And to have Trayvon Diggs with all the defensive stats and have a two headed running back room with an explosive guy and a bigger guy running well and all that. Um, control the clock play hard for their coach man Weirdly, these guys love playing for dan campbell the packers hate playing for joe barry if i watch the the uh the niners those guys on defense love playing for D'Amico. the players in denver love playing for um his last name is avero i don't remember what his first name is to get back to the sideline and celebrate with their defensive coordinator these defensive players they're rolling their eyes at joe barry they're not amped to play for him like the cowboys are for dan campbell so, uh, what is the anecdote there? Keep the defense off the field, or at least yeah. you would hope they can run the. You know, Grant, mid-November, I, I'm going to okay. get into to Big Ten West mode right here. Paint a picture. Let's go. Field position football game. <laughs> the grass is banged up. Yeah, like it's one of those pure like grasses on the jerseys day, but the ground oh, looks hard. It's cold. You got winter jackets in the in the stands, packed up. Uh, Packers get out to a to a mild early lead, like six to three, and then just, just sit on the football all game long, four yards, five yards, six yards, first down. And then uh, it probably kick more field goals because they've been putrid in the red zone all season. If I may, 15 to, to 10. Imagery, this will be an all-time jersey matchup. The Packers homes versus the Cowboys whites. It doesn't get much better than that from a jersey perspective. Dude, Fox has been pumping this game for freaking three weeks. I think this game, look, this game could be terrible. And based on how bad most of the NFL games have been this year, this game will survive on vibes for me. I will watch and enjoy this game despite my Packers losing. Just as like, oh, Packers, Cowboys, McCarthy back at Lambeau, Fox's A team, game of the week, Aaron Andrews. That's enough. <laughs> that, that gets you more than 90% of NFL games this year have. How the game on the field goes. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Grant, it's 1130. I haven't said this yet. Oh, boy. I thought I'd wait longer to say it. I wish Joe Buck was calling the game. Oh, oh, that was the first thing I thought when I woke up this morning. Man. I've been thinking that for weeks. I, and no shade on Kevin Burkhart. 
or Greg Olson, who I think is very good, but, oh, dude, I love Joe Buck, and it kind of sucks on Monday Night Football. It's just. Oh, it stinks. Well, the games stink. The games stink. All of the games stink. All of the games stink, Ben. There's yep. no good games. And I keep saying this on my show, and, and callers and listeners are like, Grant, you're only saying that because the Packers stink this year, so you're being salty about football in general. No, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it at all. Yep. The games stink, no doubt. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's fit a phone call in before we hit break. Mike is in Rockford. Mike, what's up? Hey, guys. Can you do me a favor and leave me on for while well, you're going to go to break? Because I'm yep. not in an area. I don't get reception that good. Um, so I can hear your rebuttal. But I just, you know, when you look at the three wins that they won, the Packers, they, they beat they beat teams. Come on, they beat the Bears. They beat they beat who out the Bucks who were terrible. Yeah, the Bucks on the and, road when the and, Bucks did and, not have their weapons, and they beat correct. the Patriots in overtime with and Mr. Zappi. Barely beat the Patriots. So I mean, this team could almost only have one win when you think about it. And and it, mm-hmm. the teams they played Buffalo hard, but from what I'm understanding, I have a friend who's a huge Bills fan from Buffalo, and he says that the quarter that uh, what's his name their quarterback Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen's been hurt with his elbow when he was playing the Packers, and his throws were off. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm not trying to make this horrible for the Packers. But, you know, guys, they lost to teams they shouldn't have lost to. And what's going to happen when they play? I mean, Dallas has a really good defense. That's the scary thing. Um, and they have a good running duo, and that's the thing. that That's the Achilles heel of the Packers' defense is they cannot stop the run. So, yeah. I mean, that's just what scares me, guys. But I think if the team goes into – hibernation here and we know in three four weeks they're going to be mathematically eliminated i think you have no choice but to play jordan love and it's not because i want to see him in there the window's closing for rogers but this has to be i mean what else can you do and then let me ask you guys a question what do you think this is going to do to rogers i mean is he going to be cooperative is he going to really just sink his head and be i'm done with this and probably request a trade what do you guys think is going to happen with that? Uh, I, I appreciate it mike and and i'll leave you on hold here to get through this what what does rogers do i don't think he has a choice he's either gonna return and keep playing or retire after all he's always done like he can't hold it against goody for not putting together a wide receiving room you want to know why grant oh he, he can't uh he can't or he won't uh i don't think he should and, and and should should we ask the public why he should not get mad at Goody for not assembling a wide receiver room? Or I'm going to ask well, you. Well, well, well. This is the problem, right? He's making fifty million dollars. There we and go. And then you will have members of the fan base, possibly even hosts on this very network, who will remain <laughs> nameless, who would say something to this, like, "Well, he just won two MVPs." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did. So maybe he's worth fifty million dollars. Sure. But look at the record. Look at the scores of the games. You know, stuff matters. Yeah. Uh, you know who else won an MVP? Cam Newton. Christian Yelich. Oh. oh. Ah. Damn it. I was going to go there. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I, I agree with Mike that starting love at the end of the season, number one, to see what you have. Number two, Grant, for all the people that think love stinks, which there are a lot of them, you know what yeah. starting love will do? Get you a higher draft pick. Yeah. So we, yeah. everybody should get, I, if someone were to run on that platform, they're going to miss support. If the Packers Look. are eliminated, it's a win-win for everybody. Either he's good and you have a good young quarterback or he's not. And the Packers get a high draft pick. Like, come on now. This, this is what I said last off season. 
when we were thinking that Rodgers might be leaving. And everyone's like, well, what if Jordan Love's terrible? We go back to the 70s and the 80s. It's like, look, if Jordan Love's terrible, he's doing you a favor. Then you have a direction as a franchise and you know how to proceed, right? The yep. worst thing is you go eight and eight, right? Jordan Love's either the guy, which is awesome, or he stinks. And now you know how to proceed. Now we're stuck in this middle ground and we have money pushed out to Rodgers and Jones and Bakhtiari. Uh, it's just a nightmare. Yep. Uh, a comparison has been made to a football team in New Orleans yet a couple years earlier. Yeah. And it's yeah. hard for me to disagree unless everything changes tomorrow or Sunday, which Grant, I, this is the thing. I, I still have a little bit of hope that maybe everything's different when they take the field. And it may, that's just me being a blind, you know, not really thinking about anything, but doesn't part of your gut still say, Oh, what if Rogers goes through and uh, throws five touchdowns? I suppose he could. The Saints comparison is a funny one because the Saints went all in with Drew Brees and eventually got bad, but they, they got bad after Drew Brees retired. They yeah. waited to start sucking. Rogers is still here. That's because they put Taysom Hill on the field as the uh, you know Brees. Oh no! But yeah. we have Josiah Deguara. I was told he would be that, that guy, Kyle Uzcheck. I mean, rounder. You had to get him. He was open against Detroit, Grant. Yeah. He was open. All right. 877-867-1670. We have a lot more to come. That's Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. It is the Bill Michaels Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Happy Friday. It is the Bill Michaels Show. Ben, Kenny, Grant, Bills here with you. At the top of the hour, 14 minutes from now, Dan Orlovsky had some thoughts on the rest of the Packers season. I will play those thoughts for you. We will react to it. Talking Packers Cowboys, it is a prediction Friday entering uh, the contest on Sunday. I mean, I, Twitter poll is up also at Benzie. What was the quarterback advantage? Something we're talking about earlier. Grant, interesting results here. Packers or Cowboys, who is the quarterback advantage on Sunday? 64% say Dallas. That what is. Would, what would it say with Cooper Rush? Would uh, people still vote for Rush, you think? Uh, yeah, that would be the Packers. Probably not. That would be the Packers. I, it, Cooper Rush is like if he's like a, a Walmart Jimmy G, you know? A Walmart Jimmy G. Which I guess Walmart might be too high quality. I don't know the comp. I don't know the correct comp. Maybe because Kroger and Albertsons are merging, which is a complete joke. Uh, maybe it's whatever that merge is of Jimmy G. Interesting. De- destroys. Your East, your East Coast grocery stores, it's a world that I don't understand. Or are there Kroger's in Madison in the big city? No, Kroger's in Ohio. It started in Ohio. It's in Florida. It's not here, but it's across the country. It's uh, and they're doing a big merge. It's like if High V merged with, I don't know. Well, what's another huge department grocery store just to um, destroy the consumer and raise prices? Because that's what's that's happening. Just the world we live in. Yep. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Our buddy Gerard's on hold. Gerard, what's up? Uh, are are hey you guys Kroger, no, Albertson's guy? No, there's no Kroger in the East Coast. There's in Delaware. Okay. Okay. And on more in Pennsylvania, there's Wegmans, really good. Okay, I like but Wegmans. None of that Kroger stuff. Yeah, Wegmans, great store. But uh, yeah, we we don't have that. We have a lot of Boscoffs around here, which is a really good store, also. But um, let me say this: 
if McCarthy wins the Super Bowl within this year and next year, okay, where does the blame go to? Because it was, remember, it was Rodgers who basically got McCarthy fired. Okay, remember that? Oh, you know, all that drama with that. And Ted was there and a the whole bit. And then the other question is, Abrams was a very physical player with the Raiders. Very physical. And that's what the Packers need, and they should put Savage someplace else closer to the bench. But why did he get – does anybody have any inside information of why he got cut? Is it just that he was bad or, or what? I will uh, pass the, the Mike McCarthy thing to my – to my colleague Grant, but I, when it comes to Abram, he was due his. They they tried to purge their roster of every Mayock Gruden draft pick, which kind of was a disaster. They've already done yep. it. They've caught a bunch of guys. They've traded some Leatherwood, Clellan, Farrell, guys along, mm-hmm. uh, in that nature. Abrams is due your option next year. He said it was an eight million seven point nine million dollar, and cool. I, I think they're just trying to reshape the roster. So it wasn't something specific. He seems great. Basaccio likes him. Great. You think he stinks? Yeah, he can't tackle. He's no good. Abrams can't tackle? No. Oh, really? I don't think he can tackle. His tackling rates are really poor. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking that if they're going to keep Abrams next year, they might, Amos and Savage might go. You see what I mean? And if if it's that much money, if it's that much money. Yeah, I don't you know, know so that, how in the world they're going to deal with the cap next year, frankly. No. He can, no, to be fair, be he's, he's a better tackler than Appreciate he has a drug. coverer. He can't cover. He right. can hit and tackle, but the bucket of defense is very low. Yeah, he'll be a special teams guy to start, no doubt. Basaccia likes him, clearly. They claimed him. They lost to the Lions so they could claim Abram. Yeah, well, it paid out that way. It worked out that way. I just think they got a lot of injuries on defense. It's a player that, yeah, they got to pay up. I think it's like $8 bucks this year or whatever it is. Next year. Um, uh, th- next th- this year. year, the cap hit's very small. It's still on rookie deal. I don't think he'll be on the team next year. Well, I, I don't know. I haven't looked at the cap. I'm not going to lie. He's a player that they could have brought in to help out with some of the injuries and has the safety position not being a fire drill with only Darnell Savage back there next to Amos. Yep. Uh, Grant, if the, if the Cowboys win a Super Bowl, do we blame Rodgers for Mike McCarthy leaving? I would side with no. Happen. I don't think we'll be angry at Rodgers. I think if McCarthy wins the Super Bowl, a lot of Packers fans will be happy for him, weirdly. Yeah. The Cowboys have not made a conference championship game since 1995, I want to say. Yeah. It's a true until they do it, then I'll believe it scenario. But come on, we've watched them play in our lifetimes. I Mine, at least. It never goes well in the playoffs. So, no. Until that has changed... I will not accept it as a possible reality. No need to worry about it. Yep. 877-867-1670. All right. We got to step away. Top of the hour coming up. And then at noon, Dan Orlovsky, thoughts on the Packers and the rest of the season. Is it salvageable? We'll we'll react to it. A lot more to come. Grant Bills, Ben Kenny, in for Bill Michaels. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Work. 
Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Dallas Cowboys here at Lambeau Field kick off on Sunday at 325. It's going to feel more with temperatures in the mid-30s at game time. Rookie receiver Christian Watson has endured knee surgery, hamstring injuries, and a concussion. He's expected to play, and he says he wants to shake off that reputation as a bust in the draft. You know, obviously, you know, I'm thankful to have, you know, coaches and, and, and players who are who are so supportive because uh, obviously, you know, it's easy to get down on yourself when things aren't going your way. Uh, so it's nice to have, obviously, people that are keeping you up during those situations. Rashawn Gary done for the year after suffering a torn ACL. That means the outside linebackers will be Preston Smith and rookie Kingsley and Igbare. Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry. Every week he's been getting a little bit better. Every week he's been playing a little bit more. Obviously now, you know, he's going to have to play even more with, with the absence of Rashawn. Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons is all over the field with sacks and tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Matt LaFleur on how Dallas defensive coordinator Dan Quinn uses Parsons. The way he moves Micah all over the field and you don't know where he's going to be and they can just line up in a variety of different ways and it presents a lot of challenges. He's a game wrecker. He's not the only one. I mean, they platoon their D-line. Those guys do such a great job of playing with unbelievable energy and effort and you can truly see their play style on better josh myers they're a really talented group but they play really hard too which is not always the case like for example he he runs down plays all the time just extra effort and i think that's what they're really about and cowboys head coach mike mccarthy celebrated his birthday yesterday in dallas enjoy that or is that something you have to wait and celebrate in the offseason well we have to wait to the offseason but i mean <laughs> but no it's no, i'm i'm, I'm uh, gonna enjoy peace and quiet tonight because uh, the family's already headed up to up north so home alone loving every minute of it too so that's 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 what 59 does for you that's mike mccarthy in green mike clemens on the bill michaels show all right we're back bill michaels show prediction friday big football weekend coming up all right first winter weekend Whatever activities go in line with that, uh, I, I don't know. The excitement isn't high, but it is what it is. Beers. 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 Crushing beers. Yes. I, we are now in the weather where leaving a beer outside means it gets colder, I think. Oh, which good is, call. Which is leaving good. Leaving the six-pack out on the porch. Man. Yeah. I, yes. Especially at night when the wind picks up. There's no snow. There's no snow cooler yet, but this is the very beginning. This is the gateway. Leave the beers outside to keep them cold. So, uh, uh, yeah, and, uh, I don't know if you have any experience with white tailed deer hunting in the state of Wisconsin, but I don't stepping outside to grab another beer for you is a quintessential deer hunting uh, move. Oh, it's great. Yep. Eight, six, seven, 16, 70 grant. When we return two things, number one, yes. today is the four year anniversary of a very important date and, and, and thing. We'll play you what that is. Some clips, 30 seconds okay. when we return. We'll take your phone calls, 877-867-1670. And as I mentioned, Dan Orlovsky discussing whether the rest of the Packers season is salvageable. So we have a, a loaded noon hour. Phone lines, uh, uh, time is open for the phone. So if you want to chime in, feel free to do it throughout the rest of the show. Really, he is Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. In for Bill Michaels. Bill has also given me his uh, week 10 picks. We'll get into that at the bottom of the next hour. Uh, tough sledding for me, as usual, with making picks. But this is where we write the ship. We'll, we'll give you those picks. We'll talk some NFL Week 10 as well. Josh Allen news. A lot going on 
lot going on in the sports world at all when we come back. Again, that is Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. It is the Bill Michaels Show. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.